Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning. How are you this morning? It's it's Labor Day. It's Labor Day and we're working. I'm fabulous. How are you? Hey, that's what it means. It's to labor. <laughs> I never understood that. Where people say, why, why, why do people take off on Labor Day? That's, uh, you know, you, you American people can have me confused. <laughs> every time I like how you say that like like you don't live here <laughs> well like I'm not it's an American new. I'm also American <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's just funny I I don't I don't get it but anyways good morning everyone I hope you are relaxing and by the time you hear this because this is pre-recorded we're recording live but you're going to listen to it after the fact so by then you have already have your nice tan, you've been coming back from the beach, you've been having a fabulous time while Yvonne and I worked. We slaved through this podcast. <laughs> not really slaved. Not really. We actually like we are actually like doing uh, recording. So I'm happy that you are here and my name is Dr. Elizabeth King and my co-host is Yvonne Haas. We're super excited to be sharing this very, very, very important, very important episode. Because, you know, so many times we hear people uh, come to us as psychotherapists to share their story and we go, oh boy, you are self-sabotaging like no one's business. So today we're going to talk about it and we're going to give you some tips on how you can stop it once and for all. You know what I was going to say? It's really funny because when they when you say that to them while wow, you're really self-sabotaging, the first thing they say is, no, I'm not. It's just what's happening. And I'm yes. like, right. Yes. Exactly my point right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's happening is not good, right? Because that's why you're you're continuously doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's called self-sabotaging behaviors. But we're going to get into that before we do that. I want Yvonne to start it off by telling us what's new and great in her world. Boom, yeah. boom, go. What's new and great in my world? Well, this past weekend, my daughter's Girl Scout troop, I was so proud of them. 10 girls, masked and socially distant, of course, were at my house under the tents in the Florida hot sun, putting together 250 toiletry bags uh, for the homeless. So they're earning their bronze award and these girls worked so hard. By the time they came in, Courtney came in later that afternoon, she could barely stand up. She was so exhausted, but they did not stop. They did not complain. They knew that they were there to make sure that other people who did not have the means 
would have nice clean showers and fresh you know products and stuff to use so I, w I was so proud of them their leader and i were like almost in tears they were so awesome that is amazing congratulations uh, for doing that amazing community outreach and to courtney shout out to courtney i'm so proud of you you know i was actually you know how i shared a, a video of my grandkids the other day yeah. with you and, and debbie um yeah we were working on sunday as well that was just yesterday it we were working on sunday we were we were uh writing the mentorship program that we're working on which is super exciting but anyways i i i regress there i was thinking about this last night yvonne do you know that i met courtney when she was younger than my three-year-old grandson oh my god that's true right yeah it, it just hit we me we met like, in 20 11, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So she was so, two, right? Yeah, she was two. I couldn't believe it. It hit me last night. I'm like, oh, Courtney, it was younger than Asher. I can't believe it. Oh my I'm God. Yeah, she was so, a baby. I'm so proud. But I'm so proud of her doing all this stuff. She's turning out to be such an amazing young lady. Do you remember the times we used to say that I was going to paint the room for her and she was going to move in with me? Is it's still, still an option. It's still it's, an option. I think don't I'm don't be renting that room out, lady. <laughs> it might be the sixteen-year-old that's coming though. Fast. Oh. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord help me. Was, yeah, well, you know, quarantining with your kids uh, is probably something that everyone is stressing over, and I, I'm sure someone out there is trying to give their children, or everybody's trying to give their children away at some point or another in this quarantine. So, yep. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have to do more programs about survival for parents, especially, oh, you know, during this time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, my friend, ready? Yeah. Bam. What's new and great in your world? What's new and great in my world uh, is that we are pivoting all of the different events for um, our foundation and all of them are you know just heartwarming you know we just finished doing the midday refresh which many of you took advantage of it was a 10-week series and that was a total response to COVID-19 and how we could help our community and now we have this great event coming up in October and I want everyone to save the date October 23rd you're going to get more information but go on our website sslwomen.org uh, probably within the next couple of days you'll see something up there probably by the time this recording is released actually it will be mm -hmm. up there and it's going to be called, well, that's a drum roll. Brrr. Women, whiskey, and men in the hot seat. I don't know what you are conjuring up out there, but we're going to let it be for but a But it's going to be that. It is going to be <laughs> that. Women, whiskey, and men in the hot seat. I know. It's going to be so great. And it's a fundraiser for us because we are on a mission to create programs for kids, obviously for women as well, but for kids, uh, specifically over the holiday season. So it's going to benefit, part of it will be benefiting um, our project kids. And underneath the umbrella, that's where our toy drive resides, that's where our mentorship 
reside, mentorship program resides and all of the other programs that we've been doing for the uh, Boys and Girls Club uh, and for kids in our community. So please be part of it, um, you know, either by donation, sponsoring, uh, attending. We're going to have such a blast. But I'm super excited that we've been able to pivot from everything we had planned for this year as oh. everyone else uh, went, you know, out the door because of COVID. And we are reinventing ourselves and doing other great things. And guess what? We're having fun doing it. And people are, are really enjoying it, especially, you know, now people can come together from all over the country, all over the world. You can join in because we're not limited. If you have a computer or a device of any sort, you can join in. So how fun is that? October 23rd, put it on your calendar right now. It's gonna be an evening event, I think from seven to 9.30, something like that. Don't quote me if I said that wrong. Um, my committee will uh, kill me if I uh, am misleading you, but remember <laughs> SSLwomen.org. We're still in the planning stages for heaven's sakes. Don't judge us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just just be be kind to us because we're doing the best we can. Really, <laughs> truly. <laughs> we are doing the best we can. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about our topic because this is a big one, right? I love this topic because we deal with it day in and day out. Yeah, this is a big one. I think this is probably like the foundation of all other evils. Uh, what other ailments you're suffering from, if you think about it, really the fundamental reason that things happen in your life that are not cool is because you're self-sabotaging. So if maybe you're not going to admit it today, Maybe this is just for your friend or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. This is nothing else informational for you because this is not you, right? Of course not, which is also, by the way, a form of self-sabotage. Exactly. <laughs> not taking in pertinent information. So what is self-sabotaging? Self-sabotage uh, involves behaviors or thoughts that keep you away from what you desire most in life. It is that internal dialogue, those negative self uh, thoughts, those words, those messaging systems that pop up that says, you can't do this, that you are not enough, that you don't have the confidence, that you don't have the tools, that you don't have all the I don't have are self-sabotaging thoughts. Because when you start operating from that place, you are already at a deficit. You're going into something already saying, I'm going to be a failure. Mm -hmm. And that's because you fear being a failure. So you're going to say it. So a lot of people will start off with these negative thoughts or saying negative things so that they could self-sabotage themselves. Obviously, they're not doing it consciously. Um, this is a subconscious reaction to what you internalize and how you think. Yeah, a thousand percent. And you know what? We Our show is obviously geared toward women and we see a lot of this in women, but gentlemen, this can be you too. Oh, absolutely. So it's not a female dominated trait for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, women are unique in this sense. They do talk about it more than men, yes. which is a little bit more scary but for men because they keep it to themselves. 
women, we tend to vocalize our self-sabotaging behaviors. You know, we're, we tend to say, you know, I'm so fat or I am this or, you know, I can't lose weight or I can never find a husband, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we tend to say that where men just kind of keep it quiet, you know, they keep it inside. So Yvonne, why don't you share with our listeners and viewers, because now we are on video. Oh, that's right. That. We're on video. Oh, we should have put that as one of the things that is great in you in our world. Exactly, exactly. Take, take the a figuring pause. out of the video of podcast. The video. <laughs> and Yvonne did it. Yay, I Yvonne. Did it. I found the right button. That's so what it was. I needed a button. <laughs> so now we're on YouTube as well, right? Yes, we are on YouTube on our channel, Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation channel. And we you can find us on our Facebook page. I'm so excited. So, yeah. I know. This is so awesome. So we're expanding. Just keep following us everywhere and make sure you comment on every single one of them. We're going to love you for that. Exactly. Back to our topic. Yvonne, why do women self-sabotage? Okay. So there are a few reasons, but one of the main reasons that women self-sabotage is a lack of self-esteem, right? So you can see these beautiful, beautiful women and inside and out people. I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking all over. And one of the biggest things is like they they can't get out of their own way. And when you ask them about how they see themselves, it is almost always negative. Like they can find maybe one thing about themselves. They'll say, well, I'm a nice person. And then the rest is just this list, you know, negative things that they see in themselves. So definitely a lack of self-esteem. Do you have any other ones that you want to share? Do you want me to jump in? No, I'll jump in. I just thought you had something. You looked like you had something to say. So I was like, no, no, I'm just listening. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm being attentive. Oh, there you go. She's being, she goes into therapist mode sometimes because usually we're both like, uh, but I, I, no, okay. I, I, that's what probably the what you were watching right there. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was biting my tongue so I didn't say something. Okay, so okay. also feeling less than, which causes your negative self-talk. For so many women we see, they don't feel like they are enough. They're not good enough, thin enough, smart enough, pretty enough. They're, they're, they're just not enough. So that fuels our negative self-talk, which then fuels our fears and increases our self-sabotaging behavior. So the more, the lower your self-esteem goes and the, the lower you think of yourself, the, it, the higher the self-sabotaging behaviors become. And some people actually self-sabotage because it makes them feel in control of their situation. Like they, they will reach out and actually self-sabotage a relationship so that I can break up with you before you break up with me. So that I feel like I had some control in that and I didn't, I, I didn't lose again. Hmm. I mean, you're actually losing, but you know, but you don't, your subconscious doesn't see it that way. It sees it as winning. That's a really interesting one. You wouldn't think of it in those terms uh, when you think about self-sabotage, but it absolutely is self-sabotaging when you, when you are always trying to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, you also see that in, in trauma cases where women who have been assaulted physically will gain a great deal of weight because they feel like it will prevent them from being assaulted again. 
you know, as you see when young children are abused and grow into obviously older, older women, they will gain a lot of weight because they want to feel in control of something like that happening again. So they'll actually sabotage their, their health in their own body. Mm. But of course they don't see that. Wow. Um, and how do you know if you're self-sabotaging? Well, one of the main traits is uh, the fear, a fear of intimacy. You stop talking about your feelings and your fears and, and what you want. So that's one of the main traits, but there's a lot of other traits. Like for example, just saying things like I said at the earlier part of the, the program where you, you say things like, you know, I'm not good enough or I'll never find the right husband or the, the, I, I can't ever attract the right uh, girlfriends or uh, no matter what I go after, I always fail. It's those mm -hmm. that stinking thinking and then when you speak about yourself, you're constantly saying and putting out negative thoughts and negative uh, actions about yourself. Um, you could also be self-sabotaging by, you know, uh, uh, if you see yourself procrastinating or if you are putting yourself down in that negative self-talk, like I said, or picking the wrong mate, failing to take action, that's a really big one. And a lot of times you don't think of it that way, but that again goes back to if I don't try something, then I'm not going to fail at it. So I might as well not do anything. Right. Uh, how, how oftentimes do you have patients, Yvonne, in your practice that tell you that, uh, you know what, I'm not going to go after my dreams or I'm not going to go after the, gr the girl that I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. because she's probably not going to like me. And, you know, so I might as well just not do anything. Exactly. You know, it's funny when people come in and ask me, how do I know if I'm self-sabotaging? The first thing I say is, well, do you have what you want in life? Mm. And if you don't have it, are you in the process of obtaining it or have you put it on the back burner? But, those are really good questions. Yeah. But I also love this one too. You know you're self-sabotaging when you cannot accept responsibility for your own mistakes. This one drives me insane when people just can't say, oh, you know what? Sorry, my bad. They, they cannot acknowledge it. So they are always blaming others. There's always another reason that something failed or something didn't go well, but it never has anything to do with them. This is really typical with couples that come in and someone has had an, an affair and all of a sudden they're blaming the other person for having an affair. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you mean you, you're the one that had the affair, but you're blaming your spouse for you having the affair. Yeah. Because they makes sense. They, yeah. Really, it makes a lot of sense. So that, that's a big one. And I think a lot of people miss this one, that blaming others as a self-sabotaging behavior. Mm -hmm. um, how about being just plain old stubborn, you know, always needing to be right, always, you know, trying to prove the point no matter what. And, and what do you gain from that is what you have to ask yourself. What do you gain from trying to be always right and go, getting into arguments about you know, being right. I, I remember um, one of my patients told me that she was always having a fight with her husband because she 
felt like he uh, minimized her, you know, he didn't mm. value her. So she spent a lot of time, you know, proving things that were not even correct, were not even factual. Like she would make up stuff and say, well, I read it in so and in, in such and such magazine or, and it was not true. She would just make it up because she always wanted to be right. And I said, well, well, how is that working for you? She says, well, it doesn't work well because we get into arguments because he makes stuff up too, apparently. And now so both <laughs> of us are, are at it. And so you're both self-sabotaging, by the way. Yep. And then we wonder why the relationship isn't working. I always well, say, if you need to be right, then your spouse has to be wrong. And therefore, it never works in a relationship because people don't always want to be wrong. Yeah, nobody wants to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, nobody. apparently nobody wants to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong. But this other one, too, is one of my favorites to deal with in therapy because you can see it right away because the client comes in and tries to do that with, with us as their therapist, which is people-pleasing. They, they want you to like them, and so therefore they want to show up in their best possible light all the time. All the time. Yeah, this, this is really funny because... Well, not funny, haha, but funny in the sense that it, it really mind boggles me that we have, or I have patients that will come in and they're trying to please me and they won't tell me everything that's yeah. going on. Uh, how was your week? Oh, it's wonderful. And then we start digging in and all of a sudden they've had domestic violence. Uh, they've been drinking. They've been they've... drinking. And unfortunately, it usually shows up like the last five minutes of the session, <laughs> right? Five, Which, by the five, way, self-sabotage right self there, Fabian. Yeah, because they don't want to talk about it, really. Yep. Oh, and by the way, you know, my husband hit me last night. I'm like, what? Shouldn't we have started talking about that at the beginning of the session and not now five minutes into it? Or, you know, um, my, my mother kicked me out of the house, you know, yesterday because I, for the 10th time, brought in pot into the house and, you know, I got caught. Again, self-sabotaging behavior, by the way. Um, and so it, it's really interesting to me that, you know, people are trying to people please uh, and hide their humanism or whatever mm -hmm. they did. Um, and, and then they wonder, why we can't help them because they haven't shared right. the whole story. You know, or they don't assert themselves in a relationship and the relationship fails because they feel like they've never been heard. Well, you haven't opened your mouth, you know? So there's definitely a lot of different forms of that one. But I like this one too, obsessing about perfection. Mm. When people have to do things so perfectly that they actually never get anything done. Mm. I read somebody quoted something and it said, I'd rather put up a really good program than never put up the perfect one. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because- and, and you and I operate that way, by the way. If, we do. If, you, if you've been following every move that we made make since 19, I'm 19, <laughs> 19, there's a, there's a blooper right there. Yeah, probably since 1960 when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say from 2012, when Yvonne and I met, you know, we started the conference not knowing exactly what we were doing. We started this podcast not knowing exactly, and we still don't know. We're still going through, you know, the technical aspects. We know the, the, 
the material. We know, you know, the information. It's yeah. the technology that, you know, stomps us sometimes. Um, but we are, I think, famous for just doing it. Just, just mm -hmm. going out and saying we're going to do something and and just doing it because we rather just put it out and then, you know, beg for forgiveness if it doesn't look yeah. great and, and clean it up later and grow with it. Um, but so oftentimes, and and you know this with a lot of our patients, they will not move forward because they feel so frightened of failure. Mm -hmm. that they rather just not move, they yep. rather just stay. So they obsess for perfection and stay stuck in, in the moment and, and not move forward. How about the inability or refusal to ask for help? That's a big one too. And it's a very big one. And you know, we see that with a lot of women who just, women do not like to ask for help. We just don't. Because we, we, we want everybody to know that we can do it all and we can do it all by ourselves which by the way, newsflash, in case you haven't figured it out, you can't. You can't do everything and you can't do everything all by yourself. But you know, don't ask for help. Our podcast last week was about uh, it's okay not to be okay and asking yeah. for help. It's okay to ask for help. And, and we say this over and over again, yet <clears throat> like you said, women really have a hard time asking for help. And then we're talking about help in, in the house, you know, asking your spouse or your roommate to help out. It's asking your friend to give you a ride to the grocery store if you're not feeling well or bringing you something because you are afraid to get out during uh, COVID-19, whatever it is, asking for help. And mm -hmm. yes, asking for help from a therapist. And, and that's okay, especially if you are self-sabotaging, you need to be able to break the cycle of it. And the way to do that is through professional help. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask for help. Right. Um, how about the fear of taking healthy risks? Um, yes. and, and that goes back, in, back into the obsession about perfection and wanting to have everything under control. Right? And people-pleasing. And people-pleasing. That's all kind of wrapped into, into one. Um, but if you're so fearful that you cannot move forward, then, then you're self-sabotaging. Yeah, and you also have to decide, you know, what is a healthy risk for you? So like what Dr. King and I were just saying, we'll put up a program and then we'll go back and clean it up because we know the material. We know what the message we want to get out. We may have not it may not look the way we want it to look, but we know what we want. So that's a healthy risk. We're not gonna put up a show that we start saying, oh, but we're gonna do a show on auto mechanics. Right. Because exactly. as far as I know, you don't know anything about auto mechanics no. and neither do I. Not, I mean, not, I know when my tires flat, no gas in the car. Maybe you and I self-sabotage in the sense that we, we would probably take it on and go and learn I about know. it. <laughs> That's also self-sabotaging. Yes, <laughs> building up a to-do list that you can never get to done is a form of self-sabotage, self everyone. <laughs> yes, and Yvonne and I are famous for that as we well. Are. We yeah, are. We are. We take on more projects than we can possibly do in our in our lives, but we mm -hmm. still do it. And we still do it. Honestly, we managed to to actually pull it off. I don't know how. <laughs> well, because we, we have each other, so we ask for help, and we do have a tribe, everyone. Well, we do have a tribe. We have an amazing tribe. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to talk about there are mental illnesses that 
resemble or that take on destructive behavior. So I want to, mm -hmm. you know, make a pause for a second. We're not talking about these particular uh, mental health disorders, but I do want to point them out because if you've been diagnosed, then that's part of it. And of course, then, oh, bless you. Then you need to uh, address this absolutely with a mental health professional, but um, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and codependency personality disorders all use self-sabotaging as a form or as part of their mental health condition. But that's not what we're talking about necessarily here. Uh, we're really talking about someone that does not have a formal diagnosis that's self-sabotaging, which is probably you, 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 me, 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 you. You know, yes. it's all of us. So if you are a human being and you um, find yourself, you know, questioning who you are, um, you don't have a mental illness, but you certainly may have experience uh, these behaviors or maybe uh, doing self-sabotaging. So that's, that's who we're talking to today. Exactly. So how do you stop self-sabotaging? Let's talk about that. That's the important part here, right? That is the important part. How do I leave this behavior behind? Once well, and for all, we want you to not self-sabotage. So this is it. Get okay. your paper and pen or device and write this down people, women, come on, let's do this. All right, so first things first, you have to identify your triggers. Like where are you self-sabotaging and what's happening around you? So do you have an argument with your spouse and then go drink a bottle of wine? Do you, know, do you have a conversation with your mom who criticized something and so then you decide you, know, you can't release that work project because it doesn't look perfect? We have to identify our triggers and what's causing us to self-sabotage. You also have to work on your self-talk. Be very, very cautious on what you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. Because we actually self-sabotage because what we say to ourselves, we're not enough, I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not uh, self-confident enough you know, all those things that I can't do or I am that bring you down, that don't lift you up, that self-talk will be the main reason you self-sabotage. Because let's, let's be honest here, if you don't feel like you are enough, why would you find a man that thinks that you're enough? Right. Uh, if you're not good enough, or not pretty enough, why do you want to dress up and go out and socialize? So I'm not going to go anywhere. If you think you're so fat, why would you want to care about your body? So let me just keep eating and drinking because I'm never going to be the size I, I want to be. So I'm going to just continue to do those behaviors. So I, I don't know if you get my drift. If you keep telling yourself that you can't be something, or that you're not something positive, then you're going to bring on those behaviors that are just going to keep you in that vicious cycle. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, we have to be aware of how much we compare ourselves to other people, you know, and I'll never be like her. Well, she deserves to be happy. Obviously I don't. 
you know, so we, we have to limit our comparisons to people. Well, you know, we talk about this a lot, Yvonne, right, about social mm -hmm. media and, you know, the imposter syndrome and, you know, when you think that other people, you see other people on social media doing, you know, all these amazing things and they look so well put together. And so then you start thinking again, going back to that self-talk, negative thinking, thinking that I, I call it, um, back to I'm not good enough, then, you know, you, you stop yourself from doing the things mm -hmm. that that you want to do. You know, I tell, I tell my um, patients, especially women, um, because they, when they self-sabotage, they typically get into this vicious pattern of attracting the wrong men or the wrong friends or the wrong, you know, uh, jobs. So I tell them, make a list of non-negotiables. You know, part of it is that you need to make a plan of action and train yourself to, to not do those self-sabotaging behaviors. So one of the things that is really great for women to have on uh, uh, on their nightstand, in their journal, in their phones, whatever, is a list of non-negotiables. So what does that list look like? That list would look like is, you know, men that, for example, don't have a job. You put that, put that down there because if you are going to fall in love with a man that doesn't have a job or is not driven to find a job, um, what are you doing? You're going to get yourself into a dysfunctional relationship because, mm -hmm. you know, as we know, financial reasons is a, a huge stressor in, in relationships. So why would you put yourself into that situation? So make a list of the things that you won't bend on. And, and those things could be, you know, an alcoholic. Put that on there non-negotiable because if you're constantly attracting these types of men or or partner you know if, if you're gay it, it doesn't matter write a list of the non-negotiables on what you will accept and what you won't accept mm -hmm. uh alcoholic drug addiction uh doesn't have a job um bad family relations um uh narcissistic behaviors Put all of that down. And previous police records. Oh, previous. Yes. Um, even, you know, foreclosures, if there's a lot of them, you know, you need to find out what is it that is important to you in your life so that you don't bring that into your life. And if you believe in the law of attraction, which I do, um, you call in the things that, that you think you deserve. And so if you think you deserve that kind of a man that is, you know, a low life or that that partner is a low life because you're not good enough, that's what you're going to attract. So don't go around saying, um, I don't ever have good luck in relationships. Well, it's because of what you are attracting. So mm -hmm. you make that list that helps you stay on the, on, on, on the path to a healthy relationship. But here's the, here's the deal. Making that list is, is not going to help you stop self-sabotaging. <laughs> Using the list is what will help exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like buying a book and putting it on the shelf and never reading the book. Or the treadmill that holds all your laundry. Or the treadmill that holds all of your laundry. It's beautiful. It's nice that you made the investment. It's great that you sat down and made the list, but you have to measure the people that you're 
meeting against your list and going, oh, here, here's a flag. Here's a flag. No, non-negotiable means non-negotiable. That does not mean, oh, let me negotiate it in my head and rationalize why I'm going out on another date with this person that meets none of my criteria for exactly. a good person in my life. And wonder then, why am I back in this situation again? Right. And if you really, really want to self-sabotaging, you'll bring that list into your therapist and let them hold you accountable. Oh, yes. And, and you know, my, my peeps do. Yeah, and mine I, too. And I, and I call them on there, you know what, every single time. And I most enjoy the look on their face when I say, and you'll bring me the list next, sec next session so that I can hold you accountable. And then they're like, oh, we're really doing this, aren't we? Yes, <laughs> yes. we are. I, yes, we are. The most important thing I, I think it, that has to happen to stop self-sabotaging is recognizing it, that you're yeah. doing it. That's the first step. And so admitting it is the first step. And then the second step, <clears throat> excuse me, is really making a plan of action on how you're going to combat it and going to a therapist uh, many of us, like Yvonne and, and I, are doing telehealth, so there's no excuse. Many of us are here in your uh, living room or bedroom helping you through all of this. Mm -hmm. So this is the opportunity for you to ask for help because it is very difficult for you to stop self-sabotaging on your own. Yes. You really need someone to help coach you and dive into why you are self-sabotaging is probably things from your past it's messaging systems that were developed as you were growing up it's your what how you learn the love language in your life all of that mm -hmm. you need to deal with the root cause of self-sabotaging and that really needs to happen with a mental health professional Absolutely. that will help you uh, navigate that whole thing all right. I think, uh, I think this was a great program. I hope everyone out there got some really good life hacks and tips from this program and all of our programs. Go back and listen to the other episodes because all of them are full of great information that will help you live the best life. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful time. You know what, Yvonne? I don't have a lipstick, so you're going to have to do the honors if you, you have one. You don't have a lipstick. You didn't remind me, and I don't have it, but I do oh, have Oh, wait a minute. Is that blaming the world? I believe that's self-sabotage. That is self-sabotage. <laughs> you always remind me. And you know what? I did not bring my purse in here, which I normally have, uh, but I do have my lipstick on, so uh, I'll, I'll uh, narr narrate. Oh, you'll be like the Morgan it. Freeman in my life. Yeah, exactly. I'll not narrate while Yvonne puts on her lipstick. And all of you, go ahead and put on your lipstick attitude because this is what we do to go out and face the world. We show strength and resiliency and confidence and fake it until you become it if that's not what you're feeling this morning because eventually it will happen. So put on your lipstick attitude no matter what, ladies, no matter what. Have a wonderful one. We love you. And until the next episode. We'll Bye. see you then. See you then.